0: Hello there, everyone. Welcome to Digital Man Mastery, the podcast and the videocast where we teach you how to make money while traveling the world. Speaking of traveling the world, we're currently in Banaue. And for those of you who know, Banaue is world famous for the UNESCO World Heritage Rice Terraces. So if you're watching the video, you will see it right behind me. We just arrived tonight, actually, and we're going to be checking you out tomorrow. So if you want to see our exploration of this and uh, the famous area around here, make sure you check out our blog, daddyblogger.com for a lot of pictures, videos, blog posts, and of course, we're continuing our podcast series. Uh, so I have on the show here today, our guest who's joining us from the US, his name is Anthony John Amex, and we're going to be finding out all about his passion for three things. Mind, skill set, and body set. And, you know, those things are obviously very important. The the, tribe to developing your journey as an entrepreneur. And one of the things he teaches is how people can add figures to their business, but also have six to eight weeks off so they can go explore places like the Philippines and beyond. So super excited to have you on the show here. What are you doing today, my friend? i awesome, man. Thanks for having me here. Thanks for being on. And I just want to apologize if there's any bad Wi-Fi, but hey, when you're in the midst of a rice terrace in Northern Philippines, you never know what you're going to get with. So there might be some hiccups or lags, but hey, that's all part of the travel journey. So Anthony, uh, why don't you know you a little bit better? Why did not you do an and share a little bit more? Sure, man.
1: Man, where do we start? I've um, had quite an interesting journey. I'm 33 years old. I've spent 10 years as a professional musician in a band I helped co-found. We did Christian rock, got record offers, things of that nature transitioned into social media in 2011 after reading Tim Ferriss's 4-Hour Week that led me down the path of social media. And then from there, I burnt that business to the ground because it grew um, where I was making about $5,400 a month, a little bitty small town of like 700 people, so pretty good salary there. And I burned it to the ground, I didn't know how to scale it, and uh, I hired my first mentor in 2012, Garrett J. White, and Garrett's like, yo, bro, why don't you start teaching what you know rather than doing it? And I'm like, that's a good idea. Let me try that. So then I started hosting small group classes and then teaching people just like tr- as a trainer, not as a coach, but as a trainer, because there's a difference between a coach and a trainer. So then I started training people on uh, social media in 2012. And then I haven't looked back, man. It's been teaching people webinars, it's been teaching people digital marketing. We had one of, my, one of my clients, Subi Zimmerman. She's one of the top Instagram influencers in the world. And um, we helped her do $45,800 in three days off her webinar. And those are the types of things I like to coach. But the thing is, is dude, the fucking skill sets, tactics. I don't know if I can cuss. Um, so if I can't like, let me know, but welcome <laughs> to my life. The so the, the thing the is we can we can go. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> So we we have like this, we want skill sets. Skill sets are easy peasy. And I see people who want to make money. They want to make six figures. They want to add six figures. They want to make seven figures. And so they're out there looking at, well, when I have this or when I learn this then. And this is a huge piece that keeps lots of people stuck because it's called the success equation. And it's fucking bullshit. Like it robs you of confidence and certainty. When I make six figures, then I'll have confidence and certainty. And then, but here's the thing that nobody talks about. There's this law of being on planet Earth, which So you have the law of gravity. If something falls, like if you drop it, it falls. Like it's all, like you can't escape it. The law of being is a law. The world will give you exactly that which you are at core. So if you're saying, well, when I have X, that means at your core, you don't fucking have it. And as a result, we create a life of struggle of chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing and chasing. When the game become, can become easier when we have the right mindsets, understanding that we are the soul in control life happens for us not against us that's a choice whichever choice we make there's no right or wrong but whatever choice you make it is for you if you believe life is against you life is against you if you believe life is for you life is for you so there's money into this podcast skill sets are listening to you some of the best people in the world learning how they can create a business working from anywhere in the world but the other piece is the body set now body set is the established set of feelings held about oneself so for creating a business from this desire, this need, because we feel like I need to prove myself so I have acceptance. Well, what happens is we arrive one day and we have this business and then we end up burning it to the ground because we're like, I need to go longer. We just we just keep pushing the equation further and out, further and out, further and out. When I get X, then when I get Y, then, when I get Z, then. And we have results, but not fulfilled, right? So this is why I'm talking about this game of core power and why it's crucial. Like if we're building this business from a place of like man, I just need to get people's approval. I need to prove. Well, then life becomes a struggle. If we're saying, oh, I need to go out and make sales because we have a feeling of scarcity in our body, then we're going to reap scarcity because the world's gonna give you that which you are at your core, which is more opportunities to express scarcity. So this is why I'm saying it's a threefold game to have core power to actually legitimately add six figures to your business and legitimately being able to take off as much time as you wanna take off. I have clients who take way more off than eight weeks a year. They take off like three months, four months. That's what they do because they've decided how to plant the boundaries, draw a line in the sand, figure out what was required, mindsets and skill sets and body set to be able to figure out the game. So I know it has kind of dropped like a lot of knowledge in a very short amount of time. I'm going to throw the ball back at you.
0: Yeah, no, thanks for sharing a little bit of your backstory there and, uh, you know, introducing the whole topic at hand here. So you mentioned, obviously, three corals, developing the mindset, skill, and, of course, the body set as well. Why don't we do a deeper dive and dissect those three areas? I mean, mindset alone, we could do days, weeks, months, and still not cover enough, just on mindset. And, you know, mindset, obviously, pulls us financially. What would you say are you?
1: Can you repeat the question again? We're we're getting a little cut out here.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sorry, Uh, basically I was just asking you about mindset, 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 mindset. What are your top tips for developing a strong mindset and keeping positive?
1: Yeah. So the thing that's helped me a lot, honestly, a mindset fight training has been crucial. Um, So like boxing, kickboxing, man, wrestling or jujitsu, some type of like combat sports training. Um, It doesn't have to be that man. It could be, it could be running. Um, It could be, Lifting weights, like doing physical exercise where you're pushing your body to a point of your body wants to, like, I don't want to do the next rep. I don't want to do the extra, the next five minutes of running. I don't want to do the next 25 minutes of running. But like putting yourself in a mindset where you're like, no, you don't own me, I own you. And you draw a line in the sand, see. That's one one thing that's been uh, crucial for mindset. Another thing is like cold showers. Cold showers suck. They're not fun. And so turning on the shower as cold as it can go and hopping in and setting a timer for three minutes and sitting in there for three minutes. It's not fun. Everything in your body is like, I don't want to do this. I don't want to do this. Even when you get in there, you're like, oh, yeah. You get in there, you're like washing really fast, and you're done in a, and a half. It looks the time when you're like, ah, oh, man, it's 90 more seconds or 60 more seconds. And to find yourself breathing and staying in the cold water for another 90 seconds, another 60 seconds until the timer goes off. But doing that consistently, um, there was a season in my life when all of those things were huge for developing mindset, where I had, I had a belief about myself, that I could handle anything, right? I was creating the established set of attitudes held about myself, understanding that I am more powerful than I, than I know, that I'm also not my body, that I'm putting myself into situations like that. That was super, super uh, crucial. The other thing that was, I would say about mindset, is really looking at seeing like where we're in drama. So oftentimes, we look at an event that happens in life, and we're like, well, this shouldn't be that way. It should be this way. And as long as we stay in a shouldn't or a should, it's not real. And so we just kind of are robbed of our core power, robbed of our certainty. So we learn to fall in love with what Byron Katie talks about, which is falling in love with what is, because the should or shouldn't isn't fucking real. It's rejection. It's a fantasy. What is, is. That's what reality is. And so if we can say, well, life is this way currently, and then we can start looking at how to be possible, or maybe it, sh- it, it shouldn't be that way. How's that possible? And I know I'm like, it sounds like contradicting, but you're saying like, my wife shouldn't argue with me. Maybe that's the belief system that's causing me stress. I'm Mm -hmm. like, well, maybe she should argue with me. Right. And I'm like, well, how could that be possible? Well, it's because she's given me feedback to help me level up. Oh, interesting. With that new perspective. Well, now I can do something. I'd be like, okay, well, let me go have that conversation and not overreact. Right. So that has been another great, great tool for mindset work. If you guys want to go buy that book, it's called loving what is by Byron Katie. Fantastic book for helping you take back control because it helps you get back in alignment with what is and being able to source your own power right here and now to be able to completely have confidence and certainty. So those three things, physical workouts of some sort, pushing your body, cold showers, and then also, man, just really understanding how to do what Byron Katie calls the work um, at a deep level and doing it very quickly. The more that you do that, man, the more that you're going to have a better and better mindset.
0: Perfect, perfect. I love how you're breaking it down. You know, from the big picture and breaking it down into the specific uh, set. Foundation of the book. Well, i have to grab a copy myself. Uh, so, so your second um, step for success is skill set. And of course, uh, as entrepreneurs, owners, we need a lot of different skills. So what, how would sure. you break that down in terms of skill set? How does that look like?
1: I mean, so for entrepreneurs, we have to understand their skill sets at marketing and man, we better learn and master the skill sets of marketing. And even if you're going to hire somebody like you should still, in my opinion, know the basics and educate yourself and understand the basic skill sets of marketing so you can hold people accountable. I mean, man, this game of marketing, I feel like it's it's work, but it's definitely I think but it's easier now than it ever has been. Um, I mean, how hard is it to understand direct response copy and write a Facebook ads and send people into a funnel? That's years of learning. Like, I get it. But I'm still saying if we do the work to understand understand the skill sets, like we can collapse time and there's more resources than ever before to learn the best skill sets of marketing on the planet from some of the best people without having to go, you know, spend $100,000 or $200,000 on like some degree, which you're not even going to get all the information in the first place. (laughs) So marketing. The other thing is sales. Like you better have some skill sets to, have, to be able to sell. So many people, they're like, oh, sales is sleazy. No, it's not. And if you believe it sells is sleazy, then you need to go back and look at some of your mindset stuff. Go back and look at some of your body set stuff. We talk to people all the time. And sometimes the reason that they have that belief system about sales is their father was a sleazy salesperson who didn't honor his word. So they create a belief system. Oh, salespeople were bad because salespeople don't honor their word. No, their father didn't honor their word. It does not mean all salespeople are bad. Right. So you have to acknowledge some of the deeper truths of like, why do you really fucking believe sales is bad and being able to, again, align with the truth, fall in love with what is re work on those belief patterns. Right. But there's also legitimate psychological skill sets of learning how to sell. And depending upon what you're selling, if you're selling what the industry calls high ticket, or if you're selling something lower ticket, like a hundred dollar course, a $500 course, there's different skill sets to sell at those different price levels. So you got to get those. The other skill sets, man, are just like basic business, accounting, um, Um, keeping your books, paying your taxes, you know, mm -hmm. those types of things. And again, if it's not your strong suit, that's fine. Hire somebody um, that can do those skill sets. That's what I do. I don't want to learn accounting. I know enough about it, but I would rather pay somebody to do that because that's just not my strength and I'm cool and I don't want it to be my strength. So. I do like marketing and sales though. And so I will continually level up and read and study and read and study and invest in courses and invest in trainers and attend workshops. So I'm always up leveling, increasing my skill sets.
0: Awesome, I love it. So you got your business skills, you got your marketing skills, and you got your sales skills. And, of course, if you're not skilled at those skills, you outsource them. That's what I do. I do my, even my podcast editing, I'll outsource that. My video editing, i outsource that. Website design, graphic design, outsource that. So, yeah, just focus on your strengths and delegate your weaknesses. And, um, you know, even sales, a lot of photo entrepreneurs also struggle with sales. Um, in the mindset, oh, I can't sell or I hate selling. Do you have any tips for actually improving sales? Because I think if entrepreneurs were better at sales, they would make so much more money, but they need to fix the sales mindset and the sales skills. Do you have any more practical tips around? For sure.
1: So oftentimes I feel like people that want to sell, again, it's coming from a place of I need to sell. Mm -hmm. I need to influence. I need to force. Mm -hmm. And that's not the proper way to be sold. Like I like being sold. And what I mean by that is I like when somebody takes the time to give a fuck about me and understand me and what I want. And if more salespeople would understand, sales is nothing more than taking the time to be able to hold space to genuinely understand someone and understand their needs. And if you are selling something that would support their needs, then sales becomes a very simple process. There is no coercing that has to take, happen. There is no influence that has to happen. But most salespeople take time to genuinely understand. They try to understand through a lens of I need to fix. But if you're trying to fix me, you're not meeting me like on neutral ground. Just fucking understand me. So example, I go out to brunch with my wife. The waitress comes in. She's like, hey, I'm glad you're here. Today's specials are. And she goes and reading a long list of drink menus. Now I'm like, I don't give a fuck about drinks. I'm not here to drink. I'm here to have a great meal. Mm. Right. Mm-hmm. So she would have, I still tipped her well, but she would have had a better tip mm. if she would have said, Hey, I'm so glad you're here. What brought you in? Mm. And she's completely unattached. If it's drinks or not drinks, it doesn't fucking matter. Mm-hmm. So it's just like, what brought you in? And then I've been like, man, we are here to look for like the best thing that you have on the menu. We're always, I mean, my wife and I are foodies. Mm. So we're like, we just want to see what cool food you have. Oh, really? Well, and then if she would have dove in and highlighted, you know, all of these awesome meals, man, that would have been a a really enjoyable experience for me. But she went to sell me the drink special and it's not her fault necessarily, right? Because her superior is like, these are the drink menus. This is what you got to push, blah, blah, blah. I get it. But we want to talk about sales, understand, understand and ask questions and be willing to ask some of the scary questions Mm -hmm. that nobody wants to ask because it's treating a human as a human. And at the end of the day, every single human being wants to be understood. And mm. if you go into the game of selves with that philosophy, well, then there's lots of mutual trust and respect that's established and trust and respect is the modern day currency. Mm. So if we have mutual trust and respect, we can do business together as long as there's an exchange of value, meaning you have a solution that's going to help me with what I feel is my need or my want, mm-hmm. and I'm willing to pay you for that exchange of services or goods. And I'm believing the exchange of services good is worth more than the money I'm giving you. And the person giving the services goods is believing, well, your money is worth more than the services goods, So there's equal value exchange. The other thing that that's tactical for sales Mm -hmm. is holding people accountable to make a decision Mm. from a genuine core place where you don't give a fuck if they say yes or no. Just make a decision. I do this on my sales calls a lot because so many people are deathly afraid to make a decision. Mm. Because to make a decision, they got to put their ass on the line. Mm. And they want to blame somebody else when it's their fault. But I know as a salesperson, I can't save you. As a coach, I cannot save you. If I ever try to save you, what will happen will happen? What Jesus, what happened to Jesus? He got crucified. you wouldn't save people, he got crucified. Mm. Anytime I try to save somebody, I'm embodying a hero archetype they will become a victim at some point in that relationship. And they're going to switch over to to be a villain, they're going to villainize me, and then they're going to crucify me. So I know like when I'm selling something, I can't save them. And so if I can sense somebody in victim energy, where they're coming into the conversation of please save me, please save me, please save me, I'm not good enough, please save me your your knowledge, your skill sets, please save me. I just point out the truth. I'm like, hey, do you feel like Everything is on the line for you and you feel like I'm going to come in and save you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cool, we need to have a real conversation right now. I can't save you. I can guide you. I have some skill sets, some mindsets, some body sets. I have a course, I have a service. I can guide you. But at the end of the day, you're responsible for walking your journey. Can I depend upon you to walk your journey? If they agree, well, we're going to have a good working relationship. If they say no, I don't want them as a client anyway because they're going to cause more stress and they're probably not going to pay anyway right this is the skill sets of sales people don't talk about understand seek to understand not fix genuinely give a fuck about people and hold people accountable to making a decision for themselves whether it's yes or no it doesn't matter your job as a salesperson is just to get them to make a decision for themselves
0: Perfect, perfect. So great, 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 great tips there. I encourage everyone who's listening and watching to rewind and you know uh, make sure you uh, reabsorb really all of these uh, nuggets of wisdom that Anthony is uh, sharing with us here today. And make sure you take lots of notes as well and uh, uh, you know apply. The, the key here is not just to listen and say, oh, this is brilliant, but apply, apply, apply. So, Anthony, we come to the third uh, area called body set. Normally, we don't really hear of these terms together, body sure. set. So tell us, what does it mean, body set?
1: So mindset is the established set of attitudes held by someone. Mm -hmm. Body set is the established set of feelings held about oneself. So like I said before, lots of people don't talk about this. When I first built business, it was to prove. Prove I am worthy. Prove I have value because I grew up in a household where I was constantly having to prove myself and didn't feel like I was ever seen unless I was a high achiever and achieved. Mm -hmm. So I'll just get super raw. So like when I was, I don't remember what, how old I was. I, don't know, I was in school, high school or something. I don't fucking know. And I would bring home a report card to be in college calculus. And I'd make like a 92, you know, because the agreement with my father is they had to make A's in order for me to play soccer. And mm-hmm. I was high performance soccer. I was like, you know, all district, state champion. Like I, I had like, I had to play soccer, right? Mm-hmm. It was just, it had to happen. It was just, it had to happen. <laughs> so I was like, cool. Part of the agreement, straight A's, not a problem. So I make a 92 in college calculus and I'm in high school, but I'm taking college calculus because my dad wanted me to take all of these, you know, advanced courses. Hmm. So bring the report card home. I'm happy, made an A and he's like 92. Why wasn't hundred? There was no, Hey, good job. it was just, why I wasn't hundred? And I'm like, okay, I'll try better next time. I go back to work, do the work, bring the report card home next time. It's hundred. Well, rather than being like, man, dude, hundred. Awesome. It was, why isn't 110? I'm like, well, they don't give 110. Otherwise I would try. so it was always this sense of not being seen for me now this doesn't mean that my dad's a bad person like without him being that i wouldn't be a high achiever so i there's there's a gift in that Mm -hmm. but there's also a gift a thorn i guess you could say Mm -hmm. of me not being seen that i carried around my entire life and Mm -hmm. so when i came into the game of business even when i was doing being a rock star like it was to be seen. Like, mm. look, I have arrived. Mm. I am in front of five thousand people. I have two record offers. I have a thirty-eight tour bus, four, uh, thirty-eight foot tour bus. I have arrived. See me. Mm. But at the, if you rip all of that away, what I saw myself when I looked in the mirror was this this little skinny, awkward white boy. Mm. So if I would meet a very confident man or woman, man, like I'm like. I'm like dropping down like it is it feels very uncomfortable because they're very comfortable in their own skin I'm very uncomfortable on my own skin and mm. I'm using all of these external things for me it was the game of business as the thing that would cover up the big ass thorn not being seen mm. so a body set is I had a feeling of not being seen not being worthy so it's one thing to have mindset another thing to have body set fucking mm-hmm. soul your feelings so until I could be willing to do the deep work and find healing where I understand that I need nothing, mm. that I have nothing to defend, nothing to prove at mm. a feeling level. It's one thing to think it. It's another thing to feel. I mm. have nothing to fucking prove. Mm. You have power in that place. Mm-hmm. Because law of being, the world would give us exactly that, which you are at your core. Mm. I have nothing to prove. Mm. So think about how much confidence and certainty I'm going to be able to embody and transmit from my being, who I am as a human being, when I'm speaking to a group of people, when they're listening to this podcast. Hmm. Because the reality, when it comes to content creation, whether it's podcasting, whether it's conversations with people, whether it's speaking or webinars, it's just like that little birthday card that you get from a grandmother. You open up that card, you read the word she has written, And whose voice do you hear? You hear her voice. Mm -hmm. And beyond hearing her voice, you feel the state of emotion she was in when she wrote the card. Mm -hmm. Now, this blows my mind to think about because it's just a physical piece of paper with some ink, but somehow she's transmitted who she was through her, into the pen, into the ink, onto the paper, to then give that to you where you have an emotional experience. Mm. Our podcast, our blog post, our social media post, every fucking piece of content we create is no different. It's coming from who we are at our core and it's exuding into us into that medium that we're choosing to express through. So that's what I'm saying, the game, people teach skill set. They teach mindset. What they don't teach is body set. Mm. And if you want to radically have fulfilling results as a high achiever, it takes all three. Because if you are creating everything from a place of see me, accept me, see my worth, see my value, then you just create more opportunities to continue to express, not being seen, needing to prove, needing to defend. And at the end of the day, that gets fucking exhausting. Mm. And it doesn't have
0: to be. Mm.
1: That, my friend, is body set.
0: Oh, big round of applause there. Well done there. And I loved how vulnerable you got, you know, talking about your dad and how that's affected you. And we've all had our childhood wounds and, you know, like sure. it, it obviously comes out in life, in relationships, in business. So what would you say to heal those um, limiting beliefs from childhood, the trauma, the past? Because a lot of people carry that as a backpack, as luggage. Any tips there on, for example, how did you get healed? And how do our listeners and viewers get filled of the past? Mm.
1: So part of, part of it is, is really to fall in love with what is. Mm. So with, you know, when I said, well, my dad should have mm-hmm. you know, said, hey, son, I'm proud of you. He should have done this, blah, blah, blah. It's not fucking real. He didn't. So who am I to say he should have? Maybe he shouldn't have. Mm. Well, he should be that to be a good dad. Maybe he shouldn't and maybe being a good dad is not saying that and getting really curious and dropping my fucking ego to see some different perspective, to find tr- like truth, to find and truth. What is truth? Man, we can go all day on truth. <laughs> in my opinion, truth is just what empowers you in this moment to, to be the best version of yourself. And in the next moment, truth may be different. And in the next moment, truth may be different. In the next moment, truth may be different for you. Mm. But at the end of the day, truth is just you expanding your expression as a human being on this planet.
0: Mm.
1: And as long as you're taking responsibility to find what is your business, Byron Katie talks about there's only three businesses, your business, their business, God's business. You can only control your business. So it's like, well, how do we take back control? Mm. Find your own fucking business.
0: <laughs> Good advice. Take radical
1: responsibility to mind your own business. But then the other thing is like there's four steps. And so part of it is becoming aware. That's first step. And we've talked about this game of being aware a little bit. But the second piece is like reviving. Now the reviving piece is like having to really be with that thing. So we run a live event once a quarter here in Dallas, Texas, where people come in and and it completely alters who they are at their core. So when they go out and they do work. Like they make a lot more money with a lot more ease, a lot more peace (laughs) has, has has yet to not work for people. But part of it is reviving. So the reviving piece is, man, we have people lay down and we have them do really deep breathing because Mm. the breath is truth. Mm -hmm. The breath is, the -hmm. breath is truth. And so by being with the breath, man, dude, God, universe, spirit, whatever name you want to call it shows up for each person in different ways and helps them align with their truth. And I'm always amazed at what it is because it's totally different for different people and they have totally vastly different experiences, but they're able to be like, Oh yeah. Uh, I had like a client came in the other day, super high achiever doing quarter million dollars a year as a consultant. Actually he's done about 300,000 right now. And he always thought, well, it has to be hard. And he, he said he felt like when he was laying there breathing that he had a bar Mm -hmm. sitting on his chest and he literally opened his eyes and he's like, well, it must be AJ or Jonathan. Jonathan's one of my good friends and co-facilitators. He's like, it must be AJ or Jonathan sitting on my chest. He looked up, nobody was there. And he's like, what the fuck? So as he kept breathing and that was the thing, he went to bed, he then journaled and he realized, man, this is my capacity for like love right now. Mm-hmm. And like how, how hard or, or how good life can be. That was like a big revelation. Mm-hmm. So once he was reviving that piece of him. Then it was like learning how to integrate where we're removing the bar, where we have nothing to prove, nothing to defend. And where we integrate, there's some skill sets to being able to integrate, understanding how to stay out of drama, understanding where are you trying to hero people? Where are you heroing your wife? Or where are you heroing your husband? Where are you heroing your kids? Because anytime we try to hero, it feels good at a time, but it creates drama. Because heroes have to have victims. Victims have to have hero, heroes. Mm-hmm. And this is the drama triangle. This isn't like new. This is very old psychology. Drama triangle, you guys go look it up. But in order to stop being a hero, once you become, a, become aware of it, you can understand, okay, well, how do I become the caring respecter? Where I care, but I'm not going to have compassion to go down in the shit with you. I'm going to care about you, but mm-hmm. I'm also going to respect your viewpoint your belief system but that doesn't mean i got to join you in your belief system i can respect you you can respect me i can care about you if you want to join me up here in a state of love confidence and certainty we can have that relationship if not i am not gonna come down and experience drama with you because i care about myself i care about you i respect myself i respect you so if you'd like to join me i'm here i have nothing to prove nothing to defend the victim piece if we find ourselves being a victim well How do we stop being a victim? Because again, if we're a victim, we have to have villains or we got to have heroes. It's part of the drama triangle. It's learning how to rise above that by being a vulnerable problem solver. And again, it's really hard to be vulnerable when you feel like you have something to prove or something to defend. But when you have nothing to prove, nothing to defend, it's really easy to be like, man, right now I feel really sad. I feel really hurt. I feel like, man, one of my deepest core values of like family and loyalty is completely violated. And so I have a couple of ideas of how we can solve that. Option one, option two, which Mm -hmm. one fills or which one do you think is best for you? Well, we're a problem solver. If we're finding ourselves being like a a villain where we have switched around and we're like judging, how dare you do this to me? Well, we've totally made them the villain. We're embodying that villain role. So it's learning how to become the empathetic aggressor. Empathetic is having empathy for that individual. Mm. Like when my dad told me when we sat down and had dinner back in March, he's like, yeah, in order for me to come to family gatherings, so like my mom and dad are divorced now. Mm-hmm. Your mom either, you know, how about you don't invite her one year and you invite me <laughs> and then the next year you invite her, but not me. So I had empathy. I could judge him. I could have been the victim, mm. but again, I have nothing to prove. And there was a time in my life where I would have been a victim. Until I did the deep work. So now I can look at him and say, Man, if that belief system serves you, awesome. But uh, I'm gonna choose not to do that. I'm gonna choose to continue having one event. Everybody's invited. Those who want to come, come. Those who don't wanna come, that's okay. I still love them and respect them. And those who want to find healing, they'll find healing. That's the decision I'm making. And he goes, Well, I just probably won't ever see you until your mother
0: dies.
1: (laughs) If that's your choice, I can respect that. But that's your choice. Mm
0: -hmm. Whenever
1: you want to come, I'm here for you. That's me being the empathetic aggressor. Empathy. I have empathy for him, genuinely. Being like, fuck, if I had to walk in your shoes and I made these same choices, maybe I would be apathetic and numb and just have no idea how to handle how much guilt and shame I'm experiencing. And maybe I would just be in a state of apathy too. Empathy. Aggressor. This is the motherfucking line. This is my decision. It's a duality. But this is the tension that allows us to stay out of drama. Because if I was just the aggressor, well, we're just going to stay in drama. If I'm just being having empathy, well, now we don't have any solutions. So it's the tension between being the empathetic aggressor that takes you out of being the villain to be able to, again, I'm, I'm trying my best to stay in core power to stay in love mm-hmm. and hold space. And the moment he chose to come into that, I give him a hug completely. Mm-hmm. Just if we get into scripture, just like Jesus did with the, you know, well, Jesus didn't do it, but he told the story of the prodigal son. Mm-hmm. The father, when the kid returned from all the, the stuff he did, even though he took his inheritance, violated cultural norms, more, more uh, cultural values. He just loved him. That's cool. Mm-hmm. So party. Look, but, he did not go after the son calling him. Hey, you, you want to come home yet? Hey, you doing bad yet? Hey, you doing this yet? He, did, he refused to play in drama. He said, cool. You want to do that? Go. I love you though. Don't agree with it, but fuck it. You want to do that? Go. Go ahead and go on for however long he was gone. Came back. Said, cool. Come. But these are the rules of the palace. If you want to abide by them, awesome. If you don't, you're always more than welcome to go out there. Very simple. And I always say, like, this is simple, but it's not easy. Mm-hmm. And at the beginning, it's not. But the more that we start embodying it and living it, and it becomes just an overflow of who you are, then the game actually can become simple and easy. But at, at the beginning, it's not. It's, it's simple, and it's, it's hard because it's change, and it's transformation. And transformation is never convenient,
0: ever. Loved your insights. Uh, Thank you for sharing all these insights into, firstly, the mindset, the skill set, and, of course, the body set as well. So if people wanted to absorb more info because you're a wealth of uh, wisdom on this podcast here, how can they connect with you, Anthony, if they wanted to get more info and connect with you personally and through your business? Yeah, just go to ajamix.com.
1: There's some free training there you guys can sign up for if you want it. The other thing is I I post a lot on Facebook. like a lot of really good value bombs pretty much every single day. Mm. So if you just connect with me, it's on my personal page. I'm a very just kind of relationship guy. Just connect with me at facebook.com slash AJ Amix. We can have a private message conversation. You can, you know, absorb some of the content there. And uh, I talk about like what we're talking about here all the time uh,
0: over there. Beautiful. Yeah, definitely check out Anthony's website and sign up for all of his updates. And of course, uh, connect with him on Facebook as well. So Anthony, uh, thanks for joining us uh, over there from Dallas today and thanks for all of your amazing insights into these three core areas of life and of business. Awesome. And uh, thanks everyone. Thanks for tuning into this episode. Uh, Make sure you connect with Anthony. Make sure you connect with us as well at daddyblogger.com and we'll catch up with you guys on the next episode.